this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com and it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D E R E K, at comicbooknoise.com, or you can call the audio comment line at 734 734- Three three one zero seven seven two. If you would like to become a donor to the show, you can do so by going to comicbooknoise.com in your browser. And on the right-hand side of the screen, it'll give you uh, directions on how to donate, either through um, Alphonic Minutes on PayPal. Or by becoming a patron of the show. Um, uh, I knew I was forgetting something. All right. Now, um, I forgot the name, my list of names of patrons. So the patrons, you know who you are. I apologize for not giving you public credit. But without your support, um, the network at a whole would be uh, struggling. Struggling, struggling, struggling. Anyway, the reason I was talking so slow is because this is the fifth time I've tried to record since the last episode. Fifth. And the four previous times, I screwed up on the intro. And, you know, I have a a policy. I don't know if I've mentioned it in a while, but my policy is if I mess up twice on the intro, then forget it. I'm not going to record and so that's what happened last two times I started recording um, and then I just completely messed everything up and said alright screw it I did not throw my phone uh, <laughs> but it was so frustrating that I thought I was going to anyway um, there's a lot of things going on in the world of comic books but uh, most of them I really don't care about you know there's uh the whole split between um, Sony and Disney, you know, and I only know a little bit of what I read, and what I've read sounds kind of weird. Um, if you follow me on uh, Facebook, the first day that it uh, that the news broke, I was sharing all kind of memes, and it, I think people were thinking that I was taking a side when really, really, I have no dog in the fight. I really don't care. I mean, it's one um, multinational corporation beefing with another multi-corporation over a character that they technically co-own. I don't care, <laughs> you know, one way or the other. Um, but for those of you who don't know, apparently the, um, the agreement between Disney and Sony over the movie version of um, Spider-Man has, uh, well, 
I talked about it before. They had an agreement where um, Sony would retain the rights, but Marvel would use them, you know, in what four movies? And so they used them in four movies, five movies. Well, I'm talking about five movies. Um, and now, uh, after the success of all five movies, um, Disney apparently went back to Sony and said, yeah, look, I know we had an agreement where we would get, um, five percent of the profits, although probably not profits, you know, because Hollywood does like really squirrely things when it comes to, um, accounting so they could truly work it so they could say, oh yeah, we've never made a profit off of a movie because I'm, I'm believe that I read somewhere, and this could be wrong, that Return of the Jedi technically has never made a profit, which get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, right? But anyway, um, so I think it was like they wanted uh, to go from a 95, no, they wanted to go from a 5, a 95 split you know, Disney and Sony to a 50-50 split where Disney would also take up 50% of the um, the production and marketing and all these other different costs. And Sony was like, nah, we're good. So they were like, well, we're going to walk away from it then, you know? And they were like, okay. And so Disney got their version out first, I believe. And so now Disney looks like the wounded, um, the aggrieved party. When, like I said, I don't care one way or the other. I mean, they're both making a lot of money off of Spider-Man. And some people are talking about how this means that um, Spider-Man, that uh, Tom Holland won't get a trilogy. And it's like, that hasn't been said anywhere that I've seen. You know, um, it just, it's just foolishness. Who cares? Who cares? You know? Um... I read today that um, Brandon Roth, Ruth, Ralph, and his uh, wife, whose name Courtney Ford, I believe, I cannot remember. But anyway, Ray Palmer and um, Nora Dark from DC's Legends of Tomorrow television show—they're leaving. Their storyline is wrapping up, so the actors will be leaving the show. Um, so I believe that just leaves. Um, Mick and uh, Sarah as the originals, you know, from the original show, and of course, um, uh, the, the, the ship whose name I can't remember. Anyway, I think they're the only ones who still remain. Um, but Brandon Routh, Ruth, Routh, he will be playing um, Superman in the upcoming uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover which I'm really looking forward to because this is probably I think okay that noise is not me alright there's a there's a noise you guys hopefully cannot hear it but it sounds horrible and I'm just want to make sure it's not my car that's doing it making that noise so anyway alright now I know who gives a fuck about your car Derek shut the hell up about the car anyway um, so I'm looking forward to that Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. It looks like, so far from everything I've read about it with all the different 
uh, cameos and guest stars and that kind of stuff. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, you know. Anyway, um, I have not touched my last um, shipment of comics, and you know, and I'm I'm just trying to figure out why because they're just sitting there on my to read pile, and I usually go through my to read pile, you know, within a month, um, but this time I haven't even touched a single one, and I finally realized why. I was looking at them, and the book that I normally read first is Savage Dragon, and I didn't get a Savage Dragon in the last one, so it's like, okay, no Savage Dragon, and I just forgot about them, I just said, oh, okay, well, I'll Hey, where's Savage Dragon? It's not here. Uh, anyway. So, um, the funny thing is, I've actually been reading uh, different comics, you know. Um, I've been reading um, Grayson. The, his, uh, Dead Grayson, he's undercover. I just actually started that one in the past few days. Uh, I'm reading on the DC Universe. Thing. Um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying, I really enjoyed the first issue. That's the only one I've read. I read the first issue and I read a couple of pages from the second issue, but I haven't really sat down and really got into it yet. I've downloaded them to my phone so I can read them anytime, but I just really haven't had time to read them. Uh, one thing that I have been doing though, because I'm going to get back to comic book reading in a second, this DC Universe just made me remember that I finished watching a Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing is really good, okay? Um, even though they canceled it very, very prematurely, it is one of the best DC TV shows they've come out with. Um, it really captured the essence of the uh, character in the comic books leading up to the um, to the Alan Moore run in fact the last couple of uh, episodes were basically anatomy lesson and uh, I want to say like I can't remember which issue came after anatomy lesson but you know it was called anatomy lesson that's what the 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 one, the penultimate episode was, I can't remember what the last one was called, but they led up to there, and if it had gone any further, it would have gone dab smack in the middle of, um, of a retelling of the Alan Moore stories, um, but it got canceled, uh, if you have DC Universe, and you're just like, eh, why would I want to watch a show that's been canceled, it's still very, very good, if you're a fan of of the Swamp Thing comic books, then you should enjoy this, right? Um, there were two Swamp Thing movies that came out. I think it was a Swamp Thing television show on USA a long time ago. Um, those were steaming hot piles of dog crap compared to this show, okay? Um, I really enjoyed it. And if DC had decided, excuse me, if Warner Brothers had decided to keep it going, then I would watch more of it, right? Um, but they decided not to. Uh, I've been seeing, you know, uh, 
links to trailers for the second season of Titans, but I haven't started the, the first one yet, so, um, that's next on my to-watch list, because, uh, I've already finished, uh, Doom Patrol, which, you know, at one point was, like, the best DC <laughs> television show until I saw Swamp Thing, um, so I, I actually recommend both of them, I have a friend who, uh, who I think would really, really enjoy, um, Doom Patrol, but he's still watching, uh, Game of Thrones, and his name is, uh, Dave Slusher, from the Evil Genius Chronicles, um, when he watches, I think he'll enjoy it, I think he'll enjoy it a lot, I'm not gonna spoil anything other than to say, I really enjoyed it, um, and I think he will, will really enjoy it, anyway, um, I've also been watching Young Justice Outsiders, right, now, um, Young Justice was a television show that me and Steven used to watch when it came out, um, he was much younger, obviously, um, and he's really not interested in the new version, I he's not interested in watching TV with his old man, period, but, um, except for Glow, he wants to watch Glow, but, eh, we'll get around to it, um, and I really like it, because the, uh, the, the Young Justice characters have moved on, you know, a lot of them have not only moved on, but, you know, it's like, they did not stop in the, uh, in the years that the show was off the air, you know, it's like they kept going on, you know, there's the whole, not just the, the Young Justice characters, but the, the older characters, the Justice League characters as well, and it's really, once again, it's really well done, it's, there's a show, uh, based on a comic strip called, uh, The Boondocks, now, the first couple of years, The Boondocks was really good, it was really funny, really edgy, just some really, really good stuff, then it took some time off. The original creator um, found other things to do, including the excellent uh, Black Jesus television show, which is also just like gone away now. Um, and when they came back without him, it was uh, God. I believe the word I'm I want to say is fucking horrible, but I do know a couple of people who did like, like, the last season of, uh, Boondocks, uh, I am definitely not one of them, and so whenever a show goes on hiatus like that, which is a nice way of saying cancel until somebody decides to bring it back, um, a lot of times it sucks ass, you know, I, I, you know, I have really high hopes for, uh, that Rick and Morty won't fall into the same suck-ass, um, trap, but who knows, so when they said that Young Justice was coming back, you know, I was hesitant, big time, so I was like, oh, oh, okay, uh, they're just gonna tell you everything I liked about the show, and they're just gonna make it horrible, right, but then I actually watched it, instead of, you know, jumping to conclusions, like, you know, uh, great number of comic book fans, not saying all, just saying a great number of them, us, 
So I decided to actually watch it. And I am enjoying it. I'm not binging it because I'm over the whole binge thing, you know, where I have to watch everything all at once, you know. I'm also over the whole weekly episodic thing. It's like, no, I watch two or three episodes at a time. Then I go away and watch something else or do something else. And then I'll come back and I'll watch more, you know. And that's how I've been doing Young Justice. I've been watching a couple episodes uh, after work. And then when I watch an episode or two, I go and do something else, you know. Uh, I used to like binging television shows. But then I realized that a lot of times I don't even remember like what happens, you know. I might remember what happened in, in episode one. And I might remember what happens in, let's say, episode 13. But episode, like, five or six, I don't remember a damn thing. And it's like, why bother watching television if I'm not going to retain anything about it, you know? Not a damn thing about it. So uh, now I don't don't do that anymore. I just, like I said, just a couple here, a couple there. The only time I might is if I want to catch up on something, like... I no, I can't say that because even when I was watching, um, when I needed to, to catch up on like the last what five seasons of uh, Game of Thrones before the 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 eighth season came out, um, was it seven or eight? I can't remember which one it was now. But you know, the last one everybody hated except me. Um, as I'm. I still didn't like to sit down and watch like a whole season at once. I've watched two or three episodes and I wouldn't do something else. So I guess maybe that's why after, you know, when I got to, when we got to the ending and there were certain characters who uh, certain people had problems with, I was thinking, what are you talking about? They were like that a couple seasons ago. You know, there's, there's no growth. They're characters. Anyway, I'm not going to say much more than that. Um, other than to say that I don't binge anymore I'm really enjoying um, Young Justice uh, there's another show oh yeah Preacher Preacher. if you haven't been watching Preacher this is the last season um, it was really funny because in the very first episode uh, Barry Nugent and David Monteith from uh, Geek, uh, Geek Syndicate had the same issue with the first episode that I did. There was a part where they were going across the globe, you know, and it was like um, Philadelphia, uh, Paris, and then it just said Africa. You know, I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> not North America, not Europe, just those places got actual locations, but Africa, you know? And then, in this season, they did something similar, right? Where they was just like, Middle East. It's like, okay, so either they realize they fucked up, or this is like an ongoing joke, and I just, you know, that was just the first part of it. But anyway, um, this is the last season. I'm enjoying it, uh, although there's a, there's a particular character who... Um, has shown some skills that I did not know that they had. I'll leave it at that. And I may talk about... I may do a spoiler-filled uh, review at the end of the season, but not now. 
It's just like, I'm enjoying it. But there are certain things that are just like, eh, okay, I could have done without that. But, oh, well. Now, finally, comic books. Uh, the only real comic book that I've read in quite a while was uh, the trade I got at, um, I want to say it was Motor City, where it was, um, oh, my God, um, X-Men, shit, Grand Design by Ed Piscor, Volume 1, yes. Uh, see, this is another reason why I, I trashed one of the episodes, because I could not remember the name of the book that I read, you know? And it's like, as with Benji, I, don't, I won't sit and read a whole trade at once anymore, you know? I'll read, like, a chapter, and then I'll put it down. If it's not broken up into chapters, then I'll read... four or five pages, maybe not even, maybe a little bit more than that, and then I'll put the book down, you know, so that I can retain some stuff, and if you're going to read um, X-Men Grand Design, you're definitely going to need to to retain some stuff, because he throws a lot at you, um, I saw like a, a one-line description of what Ed Piscor is doing, and basically saying that he's with this one, with this volume and the next one, he's trying to take, like, the totality of the X-Men and make it seem like it was all meant to be one big story, instead of, you know, just, like, a bunch of different storylines that had gotten thrown together, which, to tell you the truth, I don't necessarily agree with that, because they all had, like, pretty much the same writer from the beginning till, you know, forever, um, which is Chris Claremont, right, and uh, this particular thing, um, it hit upon uh, my era of the X-Men, you know, there are people who, to this day, don't like, you know, I shouldn't say don't like, they only like what happened before Giant X-Men number one, okay, they only like the old guys, you know, the original five, they're not fond of of Cyclops and his Mary Bantam mutants that came afterwards, right? And then there are people who only like the new stuff, right? You know, when pretty much the X-Men could just be the X-Army because there's just so damn many of them. Um, but what I like, and this, this covers, this volume covered not only when I first started reading the X-Men, <laughs> But when I first started really collecting the X-Men, right? Now, I don't have, like, the issues that are worth thousands of dollars now. Or they were worth thousands of dollars at one time. Um, but I read all of them. You know, and I'm not talking about I read them uh, in reprints. I mean, my cousin had a uh, had all of them, you know. he I don't know what happened to his comic collection, but he had you know, Giant Size X-Men, number one, he had, uh, Incredible Hulk 181, you know, he had, um, Giant Size Avengers, number two, I mean, he had all of these, and so I read all of them, right, um, and so when I'm reading this, and I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that, and then I realized that I read every single issue with maybe the possible, 
the, the possibility of maybe one or two. And I'd have to actually sit down and really think very hard about the ones that I did not read, you know. Um, this was my X-Men, you know. And he even reminded me of stuff I completely forgot. I completely forgot at how ingrained Carol Danvers was to the X-Men at that time, you know. When she was uh, binary, you know. I forgot how, you know, how she became binary in the first place. I was like, I knew she was um, Ms. Marvel, and then the whole thing with Rogue happened, and she lost her memory and her powers, and she ended up getting raped by uh, by Marcus, um, and then when she came back, she, from all that Avengers foolishness, nonsense, and horrible activities, uh, she became... Um, binary and then she became uh was it warhawk uh was it warhawk yeah i think so and then she became um ms marvel i believe and then she became captain marvel and she's captain marvel to this day you know um and then she became like the most hated superheroine in the, in the marvel cinematic universe for some odd fucking reason you know uh, but it it i forgot how she became binary, you know, and I completely forgot why she quit fucking with the X-Men, you know, and then as I'm sitting there, I'm reading, I'm like, yeah, that's what happened, you know, and there was like a lot of, you know, major plot points that I completely forgot about, and on top of that, not only did he uh, remind me of little things that I completely forgot about, but there were like what looked to be big things, or they were going to be big things, he didn't even bother mentioning, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to mention that part. You know, and I'm talking about one thing that really had uh, X fans scandalized for a while, and that's when uh, Storm cut her hair. You know, he didn't even mention that. It's just like just popped up in a in a frame or two where she had mohawk, and it's like what? You know, I I still remember when I first saw that drawn by um. Paul M. Smith, and I was like, whoa, what the hell did they do to Storm, you know, and eh, didn't even mention it, which, quite frankly, didn't really need to mention, it's just, just a goddamn haircut, you know, uh, but it was, it was really good, if you, if you get a chance to read this book, go right ahead, I don't think, if you're an X fan, especially from that period, you will not be disappointed, I think he does a great job of, um, making sense of all of uh, Claremont's uh, different storylines, you know, uh, subplots and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to the next one because that will start to get into the um, storylines that I'm not as familiar with, you know, because I think around the introduction of Gambit was when I started to pretty much, you know, I, I kind of tapped out on the X-Men for a long time. Um, so I think he's going to lead into that. If not, then hopefully that'll be volume three if he does one. But anyway, it's uh, X-Men Grand Design by Ed Piscor. I think I have um, Hip Hop Family Tree somewhere. I think that was one of the books I bought, but I 
I have to look. It's if if I do, it's down on the to read pile. But who cares about my to read pile? You only care that I'm done talking right now. I'm done making a lot of noise, a lot of comic book noise. Take it. Oh, my God.